Welcome into the Full Tilt Boogie Podcast here from SEC Country. I'm your host, John Neighbors. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. Lots of things to get to today. And as always, thank you for making us a part of your day today. This is the very last podcast for Arkansas SEC Country. It's a very sad day. Uh, it's a time that I had been promoting and saying that it was all coming to an end. And although I am very sad and very uh, disappointed in the decision to end the podcast, it's unfortunately is out of my hands. But uh, I won't spend too much time uh, you know, making anybody cry or anything because I know you're all so bummed, which I am too, you know, and I hope you're bummed because I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I hope you've enjoyed uh, all the stuff that we've talked about on it. But who knows what the future may hold. I may still continue to do a podcast. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But either way, um, I just wanted to uh, take this opportunity to thank you all. And, and thank you all for what you've done and being a part of it and listening in and all that. I'll do more of that here in just a second. But I wanted to get that out of the way. I do want to talk some things with Arkansas, especially with signing day coming through. Some of the perceptions about Chad Morse's very first recruiting class at Arkansas. Uh, some of the national perspective, you know, just all, all the good stuff, all the good stuff that you guys uh, care so much about. But uh, anyways, Arkansas did not finish with one of the best recruiting classes they've ever had. In fact, it was one of the worst recruiting classes that Arkansas has ever had uh, in their history, according to recruiting rankings. Um, because, and listen, a lot of it just has to do with the fact that they didn't have a lot of players. And some recruiting outlets look at that as, you know, the more players you sign, the better your ranking will be. But Arkansas was kind of handcuffed there. And a lot of it, I think, had to do with uh, the previous regime and the amount of scholarships that were given to walk-ons. Um, I'm not saying that those guys didn't deserve it and how cool those moments were. I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I definitely believe that there are some players that are on scholarship for Arkansas that probably shouldn't be. Um, comparatively speaking. So it really handcuffed Chad Morris, but I feel like all things considered, he did a good job. They addressed some needs. They got some flips. They got some players. They got some guys that can uh, you know, maybe contribute right away. They got some defenders, especially in the secondary. Those two safeties will be huge. But anyways, a lot of people are just talking about this like it's so terrible and the world's coming to an end because he couldn't get the big pine players. He couldn't you know, just, you know, put down a five-star or a f bunch of four-stars or whatever because if you look at the previous uh, few times that Arkansas has uh, has done this, they uh, they they have at least been able to, under Brett Bielma's first class, it was the best class. Petrino's first class was the best class. Um, you had big-time playmakers uh, there. You know, I, I can't remember what Houston Nuts' first recruiting class looked like because uh, that was really before any of that got going. But uh, the point is, is that every single first-year coach in the past two coaches that Arkansas has had, their game-changing best seasons were because of their first recruiting class. We all know about Hunter Henry and Alex Collins in that class, Denver Kirkland and Dan Skipper, the difference that those guys made. We knew the difference that Bobby Petrino's first-year players made in his first recruiting class Guys of the likes of Tyler Wilson, Dennis Johnson, Joe Adams, Greg Childs, Jarius Wright, Chris Gregg, uh, those types of players that were able to make a difference. Uh, and, it, and the list goes on and on. But the point is, is that everybody looks at those first recruiting classes to be the big ones, to be the ones that everyone clamors to and starts being proud of and saying that this is the foundation, this is the structure, this is what they're going to build on, and they're going to keep going forward with it. And this is exactly what we're going to see. 
It wasn't that case. It was a very special case with Chad Morris in his first recruiting class. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that, hey, everything's going to be A-OK. It's amazing. Hey, don't look at any rankings. It's fine. These players are going to be all Americans. Because I don't know. I hate recruiting. I'll be honest with you. I hate recruiting. I hate talking about recruiting. I hate try- I hate rankings in recruiting. And, you know, people will usually say, well, the reason you hate rankings in recruiting because you're never highly ranked. Okay, maybe there's some truth to that. But the point is, is that there is not that much of a difference between recruiting rankings like people say. There is not a difference. I'm sorry, folks. There is not a difference between having the 35th best class and the 20th best class. There's not a difference because none of us know. Now, I will say top five classes proven scientifically that those equate to national championship teams. I mean, that's pure and simple. That's just the way it is. But. As far as the rest of it goes, after you after the top 10, it really gets pretty marginal. And you see teams like Texas A&M, who had big-time recruits, all, they have top five classes all the time. What happened? Well, they fired Kevin Summer. You had classes like Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, they were cheating, but they got the number one class, top five classes all the time. What happened? Nothing. Then you go to championship. The closest they got was almost playing for an SEC title, but they didn't. So it, it can go either way. But the point is, is that as long as you get the guys that can fit into the system and get guys that might be able to contribute later down the road, that they can develop, whatever it may be, you'll be fine. But recruiting rankings do not matter. If you're top five, they do. We'll, we'll, we've established that. But after that, it doesn't matter, folks. It does not matter. If Arkansas can just get something out of these kids... No one's going to, like, for instance, if it's one of these players like Connor Nolan or Bumper Pool, for instance, let's say Bumper Pool, Bumper Pool ends up being an All-American by the time he's all said and done in Arkansas. Is anybody going to look back and be like, yeah, he's an All-American, but his composite rating was only a 3.8 when he was coming out of high school. So, I mean, he's not that good. No. No one's going to say that. Rankings are all about you focusing in and getting excited about it and gives us something to talk about, something to write about, something to broadcast, something to rank, and then people just eat it up. Signing day has become a joke. It's become out of hand. So many ridiculous skits and stunts and, and just nonsense, and I hate it. I hate what it's become, but it is what it is, and we have to cover it. We have to talk about it. It's just part of the system. But I don't like it, and I never will like it. But Chad Morris, I feel like, did his best in his first year. He did fine. He did well enough. But after that, it's got to be stepping up time. You're going to be able to sign 21, 22 kids at the minimum next year. So make this class be, I'm not saying give it a mulligan, but don't get freaked out by it. Don't say that, oh, this staff can't recruit, blah, 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 blah. It's nothing like that. Let it play out. Let it be settled on the field. How? I mean, how many examples of three-star players have you seen become big-time players just at Arkansas? I mean, Trey Flowers was a three-star player. Look what happened. Darius Filon was a three-star player. Look what happened. I mean, you could look at some of the offensive linemen that has come through Arkansas, even before Brett Bielema. I mean, you had a guy like Jonathan Louise who was a nobody coming. He was a one of the best centers in the country. You know, players just come out. Jamal Anderson was one of them. You know, the list goes on and on. 
players happen, and it's the same. It can be the opposite. How many five stars have we seen just at Arkansas, for instance, not live up to the five star ranking? I mean, Mitch Mustaine never really overcame that. Darius Winston. I mean, he was he was never even close to the five star ranking. Decent player, but nowhere close. So let it be settled on the field. If Arkansas at some point in time under Chad Morris wins ten games, say in year three they win ten games. No one's going to care about the recruiting rankings. No one's going to look back and say, Chad Morris, yeah, he won 10 games, but look at his recruiting rankings. No one's going to care. No one. It's it's as stupid as the NFL draft has become. But at least with the NFL draft, you, you can kind of see where teams are going to go in addressing their needs since they get to pick them. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, well, who, who, here's who had a good draft. How do you know? Tom Brady was one of the worst players in the NFL draft taken. Look what happened. And look, look at Jamarcus Russell. He was taking number one overall. Look what happened. No one knows. We don't know. We don't know if this class is going to be great or if it's going to be terrible. We don't know if this any of these players are going to be All-Americans or if they're going to be off the team in a year, transferring out. We don't know. So anybody that says that this is some type of mark against Chad Morris is stupid. And it goes for every other coach out there. Any coaches that, or anybody that just tries to grade coaches on how they recruit in the rankings, when you go on rivals.com, give me a break. It's dumb. It's so dumb. And I just, I, I hate it for the fans because I know it's so tough not to listen to it all. But you want to be highly ranked in something, you know? It's just like Arkansas. You don't care about the rankings, but if you're top 10, you're crowing. You're bouncing out. You're saying this is the best thing ever. Even if it doesn't work out, it is meant you just want to be highly ranked. You want to be respected. You want to be shown on ESPNU. You want to be shown, given one of those top 10 classes. You want your players interviewed. You want those five star players. You just want to have the feeling of accomplishment during the offseason. Like, imagine if recruiting rankings weren't even, didn't even exist. Imagine if rankings in recruiting did not exist. There was no star next to people's names at all. It was just names, where they were from, and what position they played. How involved would you be? How, how much would you care about? How would you approach it? Would you get that worked up over it? Would you say, well, this guy sucks? Or this guy's going to be a game changer? Would you? No. You wouldn't care. But all it is is slap five star next to people's names. Or slap a you know, top ten ranking next to team's names. And it becomes chaos. People start freaking out about it. So that's just my, my high horse about recruiting. And I don't like it. I don't care for it. But, again, it's just something we got to do. All right, folks. This is uh, it's going to be a shorter podcast than usual. But, um, you know, I just got to address this. And I wanted to make sure that everyone is, uh, you know, aware of my feelings and uh, everything that's going on. But, again, I just want to say thank you to every one of you who has listened or subscribed or, uh, you know, been a part of this podcast because, um Without you, I wouldn't do this. If I didn't have you all listening to me and, and subscribing in and, and, you know, giving me crap when I was wrong or you know, disagreeing or having fun or whatever and all your compliments, I, you know, I wouldn't have done this. I, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be uh, something that I didn't even think about doing. But you all made it that way. You all made it exciting for me. You made me feel just like I knew what I was talking about a lot of times. And, you know, sometimes I did. I have opinions on things. I try to look at things a certain way. But at the same time, 
You know, I'm just a ra- I'm just a guy who who sits there and talks into a microphone and you know throws my opinions around and you guys interact with me and that's and I love it. I love interaction. I love talking with people about stuff. I love getting your opinions as much as I love giving my own. Just because it makes me more knowledgeable in a lot of aspects. I believe I'm right all the time until I hear somebody with a better opinion. Then I take their opinion away from them. I mean, that's that's always how I've been. And what you guys have provided me has been, you know, just awesome. And I can't thank SEC Country enough for uh, giving me that opportunity. Uh, you know, Jason Kersey and I uh, said uh, he doesn't work with SEC Country anymore, and I know people have their own opinions of him, but. To tell you the truth, what I lost my job at ESPN Radio up in Northwest Arkansas, and I had really nowhere to go. And Jason stepped in and really helped me out and said, "Hey, I, me and Trent, been doing this podcast. We don't really like doing it because we don't think we're good at it. If we can get you set up on it, we'll at least get you a, a job." And he did, and I've never been more thankful. It's been, it's been, it was great of him to do it, and I can't thank him enough. And Trent's been great. And Eric, again, probably have your own opinion on him. I know a lot of people hate him, but Eric's a good guy. And he's always been willing to come on the podcast and to be able to work with those guys and, you know, just give opinions and, you know, bounce some stuff around and make stories and get and get uh, scoops has been awesome. And I just want to show my appreciation to them. And I'm still going to be friends. I'm still going to find ways to be in the media. You know, stay tuned for stuff that's going to be happening soon because I, I have a lot of... Uh, lot of options opening up and uh, uh i just i'm just gonna miss it you know i'll do a podcast maybe I'll, I'll i'll find ways to get my voice out there and i'll find ways for all you people who listen to me to get involved in your own in your own way but uh, as of right now this is this is the end of the sec country podcast and who knows i, I kind of like doing my own thing too i like to be able to approach things my own way and maybe talk to entitle it my own thing and not really be wrapped down. Maybe I can be a little more controversial, you know, hot takes all around, maybe something like that. But uh, anyways, point is, you guys have been great. Every one of you. I'm appreciative more than you even know for every one of you listening. And I'm appreciative for everyone who's been supportive and who has come on this podcast and who has made it fun and made it worthwhile. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. This won't be the end. Just... Consider it a little uh, closing of a chapter. Thinking that the cliche or whatever it is. But this will be it. Appreciate everybody listening in the podcast. No more subscribing. No more liking. No more iTunes. No more SoundCloud. If you have any questions or comments, you can always get after me on Twitter at your neighbor John. For questions, comments, concerns, anything that you will have. No more podcast times. No more podcast channels. But until next time, folks, have a good night.